Howdy, fellow nerf herders. I like me a good old space western. I don't like having them spoiled by Bantha Poodoo yapping too much. The following is just two Mando-loving scoundrels talking about the show. So if and you don't want spoilers, then turn your tauntaun now and head back to base. So long and happy listening. Welcome back, Mando. I have spoken. I've never met a real Mandalorian. Heard stories. They're really good at killing. Find Ahsoka Tano. Tell her you were sent by Bo-Katan. This is the way. Welcome, valued listeners, to this upcoming episode of This Is The Way, Hail Ming Presents, uh, where uh, Rick Morgan and I discuss the latest episode, weekly dropped, of The Mandalorian. And we have a lot to talk about this week, I think. I mean, this one came at you hard and didn't let up. Yeah, insane amount of (laughs) stuff to talk about here. Uh, Just when you keep, keep thinking that, okay... They're going to have to pull the reins back here somewhere, right? I keep waiting for one of those episodes where you kind of go, eh, because you can't top the last one they just did. Well, guess what, people? They did. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, like you said, the last few episodes, you, you kind of figure they're, they're going to they're gonna slow it down and then hit you hard. Well, it, it, it just kind of was a ramp, and it was a ramp that didn't, that didn't falter. It just kept going up, and, and the, uh, the pace... The uh, the reveal of characters it's it's all just on point. Let's real Robert Rodriguez directing this one, and, yeah. and we all love you know his brand of 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 grindhouse beauty. You know he he knows how to do action. He knows how to do just enough character build that that you enjoy everything that's on the screen. It, it's a great episode. It's funny that you bring up the Rodriguez thing right off the bat because I was reading a current review talking about this episode. It was just written up, and they were talking about we see something in this episode that we haven't seen any other time in any other Star Wars movie or anything, and that's stormtroopers that actually have a plan. (laughs) And they were talking about the action sequences being above par when it comes to what we're used to seeing in the 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 showdown fights like we have, and that's that's Rodriguez, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it. He's he's got a he's got a good eye for things, and, and I remember when the uh, Saska twins were talking about how much they idolized him for just being that independent, unstoppable force mm-hmm. who wants to make movies. And you know, so you give him a genre like Star Wars, and he's going to make it into something great because he likes making movies, and therefore you like watching them. Yeah, yep, out of doubt. So yeah. Uh, we're kicking off. We're coming to the uh, the atmosphere of Typhon. Uh, nothing really special about this planet, as far as I can see. It kind of looks like very earthy planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got a cool Jedi temple, and that looks like the only thing it's really got going. You know, as far as civilization wise, 
and maybe they're just a lot of uninhabited planets in the in the galaxy, which is cool. It's it's a great backdrop for all the action that's going to happen. You know, it's 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 kind of a canyon forest kind of atmosphere, and and there's this huge uh, um, standing stone uh, obelisk. You know, it's not an obelisk; it's a standing stone plateau. You know, that's got you know the, this this central stone that that's that's like a dome, and it's got some etchings around it. And that's obviously what Ahsoka's talking about. You know, a- after having a little, you know, playing with the the uh, the Beskar ball or whatever it is in the in the ship, they land and and he and he sets him on that stone. And he's like, "All right, do your thing." <laughs> <laughs> is there a switch around here? Or you know, <laughs> I I love his just no knowledge of how any of this works. You know, it's the it's the Han Solo thing again, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of a kind of a grumpy gunslinger. You know. <laughs> He doesn't know about this child rearing business. He knows about killing and collecting bounties, right? I mean, so so he sets the child on the on the the dome and and he's like, well, looking around for something to happen, and, and something catches his attention. It's a well, it's the fire spray. It's it's Slave One, yeah, coming into the atmosphere. I mean, oh, such a cool ship. I, you know, I'm sure that everybody watching at this point, when you saw the Slave One come through, you're just like. What? <laughs> right. Yeah. Be- because yeah, just like you said, we we were expecting kind of a ramp down, and introducing Boba Fett at this point is anything but a drop. It, that's that's yeah. gonna that's gonna kick everything into high gear, which it does. And you know, it's also a, I think it's a really great way that they built this scene because he nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. He looks up, sees Slave One coming in the atmosphere, um, and then. He looks back over and the oval, the uh, the the dome has activated and this this blue mystic light is yeah. going off like a beacon into the into the heavens, and and you know it, it was just it was just enough of a look away to to look back and now the child is locked in yeah you know, Grogu is unable to move so whatever happens it's got to happen right yeah so and I love the fact too of well you just. Uh you just do your thing, and I'm going to protect you. And you're going, yeah, he's he's probably protected at this point with that force field that's going up around him. <laughs> I, just to throw it in there, but it reminded me of uh, the bad guy in uh, The Eliminators. <laughs> <laughs> when he made that force field what? and trapped him in it. <laughs> the, the Eliminators. This reminded you of The Eliminator? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, like, yeah, he, he's uh, it's essentially, you know, the but Din is like, I, well, you know, let's get out of here. And he goes to reach for him, and, yeah. the, and the light ejects him forcefully. So he's like, well, uh, okay, I'll find out who's down here and, and get rid of him. Yeah, and he and he walks down the hillside, and he runs into Boba Fett. Sure enough, dressed all in black, uh, he looks like a evil Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, man, and he's got that he's got that gaffy stick on his back that you've been seeing and and it's just like he, he you know, he looks so badass. I, I I but anyway, he you know, so Boba Fett's like I don't want the child cuz he says, you know, you leave the child alone. He's like I don't want the child. I want my armor. Yeah. Or, I want the armor. And he's like you you'll get my armor off my dead body. Yeah. He's like no, no, I want my armor that you got from Cobb Vanth. Right. Sorry. That's all right. No. 
Uh, I want my armor that you know you got from Cobb Vanth on on Tatooine, and you know they they have a back and forth about it. You know, there's no reason to go line for line here, right. but it turns out yeah you know, he's got Fennec Shand with him, and she's got a gun trained on the child. So yeah, which goes you know, the, goes back to early you know the first season. Uh, yeah, what a, what a surprise that for Fennec to be back because we thought she was dead. Yeah, yeah, she got left for dead, but it, if you remember at the end of that episode, and they, they give you a little uh, teaser at the beginning, a little uh, flashback to when, you know, she's left for dead and somebody walked yeah, up to him. And, to and, you know, it, of course, there was a buzz at that point. Who is it? Who's walking up to her? Right. I bet it's Darth Vader, you know. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, again, you have to admire that there's a lot more put into this story than just kind of winging it and just writing because they have to. It's not like the A team or <laughs> it don't matter what happened last week, you know. They're they're really doing a good job of tying all these loose ends together and and ultimately they already know how this thing is going to end cuz the way this thing is scoped out and they know that leaving you the little cliffhangers here and there they've already projected what what's going to happen out of that. So yeah, Boba Fett saves her. Put some uh, animatronics yeah, she, inside she's of got her, like a little mechanical belly or something. Yeah, sure. So, Why not? So you qu- kind of question there. Okay, so what do you eat now? Because <laughs> yeah, obviously you don't have nuts a stomach. And bolts. So <laughs> eat nuts and bolts, and you know, I guess you, you crap gasoline. I, I'm not sure, <laughs> but. Yeah, none of that really matters. It's a Star Wars universe. It's it's e- e- easily you know some part mysticism, some part science, and and uh, as they as they continue on, you know, Boba Fett's like, let's not nitpick about this. We'll, we're going to work together, and you know, I just want something you got. And yep, around that time, around the time they start getting down to brass tacks, well, the stormtroopers arrive. Yeah, big old transporter of them. Yeah. So something that we kind of skipped over on one of the other episodes is they put a tracker in the Razor Crest, and so they're able to follow him everywhere he goes. And this is where they decide to to attack. So they send down this huge ship full of stormtroopers. And while that's going on, like you said, they make the agreement of, we're going to help you, you know, get this child to wherever it needs to go and trade for the armor. So... That's that's kind of where they stand now. So they they became friends. Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, the, and they, it was it was great for the plot. You know that uh, that they would have had to come to some kind of accord, and uh, and Din is is very um, adamant about not giving away Mandalorian technology to non Mandalorians, who he obviously believes Boba Fett is. But now they have a much bigger problem, and so they've got to work together and and. The troopers show up and they are in full force. Like yeah. like you said earlier, you've got the red shoulder, you know, and he's barking orders. Yeah. And later I noticed they have these mortars that they're firing, you know. Yeah. And one of those guys has got like the yellow, yeah. The yellow striations down the middle of the armor, uh, which used to be a pilot, you know, in the in the Clone Wars, you know, when they all had their their different varieties. There was like the red, blue, and the yellow, and the yellows were pilots, I think. But you know, maybe now they're just mortar dudes, and uh, uh, yeah. it was cool looking. He's the he's the uh, the grenade launcher pilot. <laughs> That's right. He's like, 
he flies it in. He 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 shoots some at Fennec Shand. But yeah, so I mean, there's this uh, there's this military maneuvering where the where the Man. stormtroopers break in and start trying to to get to the well. Are they trying to get to the child? Even like yeah, I mean that's that's the whole closer, point. Is to, their whole point is to get up to get the child because that's that's right. why they were sitting down there. But they didn't expect to run into extra people. They knew the they knew the Mandalorian was there. But come on, man, I've got it wrote here. Boba and Fennec clean house. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Cool. I mean, you know, Fennec Shan's got the cool you know, sniper thing going on, but then Boba Fett's hiding behind a rock. Man. And, Brutal. And he lays waste with that gaffy stick, man. Brutal. I mean, I, it is so badass. <laughs> you you kind of felt sorry for the stormtroopers. I mean, he was just cracking their heads open and just, man. Yeah. It's like every time the, the heavy end of that thing swung, you just heard the, the, their their little plastic helmets just cracking into pieces yeah. because he's just, and you can tell it's got a heavy end. There's a part where he drags it behind him. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you just got to, you're like, man, when that thing hits, it must pack a wallop. Yeah. But yeah, man, they're just, stormtroopers are just flying everywhere. And like you said, you've got the, the grenade launcher. And it's shooting at Fennec up on a up on the mountainside. And while this is going on, the Mando is trying to get back up to protect the child, which is kind of pointless because the child's taking care of itself, really. I mean, and you find that out again because he goes again and tries to grab him through the force field, and it just didn't work out well. And as soon yeah. as if he would have just waited another second, because he's standing there and goes, "Yeah, all right, you you just keep doing your thing, and I'm gonna keep fighting down here." And as soon as he turns his back, that's when the force field shuts off and uh, Grogu is super tired because it pulls, I guess, all of his energy out, and he just decides to take a nap. And, you know, the fact that, because it's all the setup, you, you get the Mando to take his, his jet pack off his back. Uh, right, the jet pack was part of their, their bargaining. Right. Like, take the jet pack off. You know, I guess yeah. so he couldn't, like, motor over there and, and shoot Fedek in the face or something. Yeah, but also as a factor of, if he would have just had that, the ability to, to protect... Which comes into play in a little bit, but uh, yeah, man, how about the uh, how about the Indiana Jones Rolling Rock scenario here? It's like a wily coyote yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, I, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're downhill. It's it's a it's a decent weapon. Yeah, so Fennec is is holed up behind this boulder, and uh, I guess you know the mortar loosens it some when it when it gets shot at her, and and she's you know they're just stormtroopers. Everywhere. unendingly they got this big you know, battalion shoots, gun that they're shooting at her i mean it's you know i mean they outnumber them 50 to one yeah. you know easily and they keep shooting them and they just keep coming so she she manages to dislodge this boulder and just shove it down the hill <laughs> and you know it, it bowls them over like like bowling pins all, all the way to that uh the guy with the with the setup uh automatic repeater yeah you know he's shooting at her and, and he's shooting at the rock like and if it's not working now, <laughs> it's not going to work in a second. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's again just the action sequence here is just it's top notch. Um, where are we at? Oh, I'm, how about the uh, how about the Finnick hard bold shot right where she jumps off that ledge and turns backwards and starts shooting up? Yeah, it's just like a yeah, scene I mean, out of hard bold. <laughs> She she's just as good up close as she is, you know, at, at that that sniper distance. Like she's she's just laying waste to these 
these troopers no matter where they are. Yeah. And it's it I mean, again, the action in this is on point. You know, whenever they're doing the whenever they're killing they're mowing down the unending stormtrooper, you know, battalion. Uh it's it's all really cool. Yeah. Um And then as soon as and, you, you know, think they're gonna take care of all the troopers that are there, you know, you're gonna like, okay, they they've kinda they've kinda taken care of this group and then all of a sudden here comes another <laughs> ship <laughs> just like the one that just landed with another right, you know, two hundred stormtroopers or whatever it is it's a bunch and yeah and it's so yeah at this point den's come down off the off the the off the canyon yeah and he's he's down in there with them and he he goes back to back with fennec you know because they're surrounded and he's you know and so troopers can hit something they, they can hit beskar armor yeah which you know doesn't doesn't get through I mean, but these troopers are actually fairly accurate i guess because they're shooting him you know in the chest and the shoulder and the helmet and yeah and then you know she backs up to him and and they kind of shoot their way out maybe it's the empire reframing right it's like you know we did a good job with almost taking over the galaxy but where we lacked was just our accuracy with our stormtroopers so since we don't have the tools we have let's get back down to basics and teach them how to shoot (laughs) yeah yeah well you know it, it worked well, maybe we don't know yet. I mean, they didn't kill anybody, so right. <laughs> we don't know. But uh, but so you know, on the and on the way to go help them, you see a Boba Fett, and he sees the Razor Crest, right? Yeah. So I mean, I knew exactly what that meant. Oh yeah, yeah. He's fighting some stormtroopers, and he's right beside the Razor Crest, and the door is open. So yeah, you know where that's leading for sure. And then you got Din and uh, Finnick back to back, getting shot at, and then out of nowhere. Here comes Boba Fett. Man, if you thought he was badass with that gaffy stick. <laughs> I mean, this this is is so cool. Yeah, man. This is this is the part where I almost stood up and cheered because this is that moment you've been waiting for since whew, forever, since the original trilogy, really. Yeah. And I'm going to hammer this home one more time. You know that when you have a a smaller scope you can do a better job with these characters. You're not interested. You know, they introduced a lot of characters in this and they, everybody kind of had their own spotlight. And this is the spotlight that Boba Fett has never had uh, possibly yep. in, in books, but definitely not on the screen. Yep. Um, and, and they, and they went big yep. because they could, they could afford to, they put him in a setting where he could break bad and break bad. He does. I mean, he, he shoots these guys, his, his arm, you know, fires off the rockets to this dude. You know, he, 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 he I like when he gut punches that yeah, guy. That's my favorite too. And then he, and then he fires the rocket <laughs> off and it just blows him across the field. Awesome. It's man. good stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, again, I mean, this is, this is the reason we even have this show is because of the, just the, the love for the Boba Fett character. And, and we, we even felt this way about Jango Fett when we were first introduced to him because it's that whole love for Boba Fett. And even though, you know, the Jango Fett stuff was cool, this is what we've been waiting for. Right, right. Yeah, the battle-hardened um, you know, Mandalorian expatriate, you know, who who you know is the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy, and now you're yeah. finally seeing why. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like seeing uh, Vader's powers and... Rogue One, when he's fighting at the end, and he's just wasting all those people. 
It's those things that you're waiting for. We know Vader's awesome, but to get to see him absolutely just come in and use his abilities, same deal here. We finally get to see what Boba Fett can do. And you know what? I I think you've won when you managed to like shoot somebody with your knee. <laughs> and and then the whole battalion's like, you know what? Screw yeah. this. We're, we're, Back we're to the going, ship. Back to the home. ship. <laughs> Because yeah. he he like steps forward, and like, I guess they were just like, "Hey, what does he have? He's got those he's got those knee braces. He's got the rocket on his back. We got to use all that stuff." I love, and uh, you know, he kicks up that knee, man, and he <laughs> shoots somebody with his knee. I love the fact that you know he still got his long, you know, gown on underneath this thing, so he don't even have like like the the parachute pants or anything like that <laughs> that he wore back in the days. <laughs> he just threw it over the stuff yeah. that he's currently wearing. And yeah, I'm gonna shoot you with my knee. <laughs> and he he does he does the and then the the last thing he does in that is the uh, he shoots the guy behind him. Yeah, like he 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 shoves forward his left arm and then he puts his right arm like on his left elbow and shoots yeah. you know at a at a 45 degree angle behind him. Yeah, it's a robo, without looking RoboCop shot. Yeah, I yeah. mean it, and it's just it's. Well, and, and it speaks to exactly what they want you to think about Boba Fett and what you always did. They're just uh, they're just honorably putting it on the screen for you. So here's a question. Yeah. Because uh, we already talked about the replaceable rockets that are in the jet packs because, you know, apparently there's still a one in, in this pack after Dan got the armor from uh, the other episode. So it's reloaded yeah. somehow. But... Is Boba Fett's gun in this stuff too, or where does he come up with the pistol? Well, I mean, he probably had a pistol. He he was outfitted with with some weapons. He had a rifle too, you know, in his robe apparel. So he probably had a gun under that robe, you know, for for close close encounters. Yeah, maybe so. You know, like in in Aliens, where the guy's like for close encounters, he's got that <laughs> shotgun. It's the same. Uh, do you know the caliber of all these guns? Yeah. <laughs> so you know at the end of this yeah they they get to running off and and the the troopers lift off yeah yeah man the ships are 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 starting to take off both both the ships are in the air you see boba fett lean over his eye scope comes down and he fires that rocket and hits the one ship, and it and it des- destroys the 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 main console of the ship, which makes it crumb down and crash into the other star tr- star tr- uh, stormtrooper ship, and uh, yeah, he destroys both ships with one shot. Yeah, you and you get a moment where he's like, "Oh, good shot!" And he's like, <laughs> I was aiming for the other one. You know, there's just a little bit of humor there, and right before the most humorless thing in the whole series happens, because yeah. It's a ship for a ship at this point, and the Empire will not be denied. So, yeah. from orbit or you know from from the atmosphere, uh, Moff Gideon's cruiser just just yeah. blows the Razor Quest to or the Razor Crest to Kingdom Come. Right, totally destroyed. And you got, uh, you know, they're just standing there, and then Boba Fett's like, "All right, I got to check this out." So he jumps in his ship. No, that's later on. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that made it through was the spear. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the in the little ball. in the ball, yeah, in the ball. So he picks. I up, guess that thing's made of Beskar too. Yeah, uh, I can only assume. 
puts it in his pocket, grabs the spear, and obviously Din is heartbroken at this point. I mean, his ship is gone. And, uh, yeah, uh, kind of a sad day for the Mandalorian, right? Then, yeah, I mean, it, it, it hits hard. Yeah, but then he goes back up to Moff Gideon's ship, and he decides to release the dark stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah, he um he really the the dark troopers are activated and they are sent down to the the, the you know to Tython's uh well down to the Jedi uh Yeah, the uh, temple, yeah. Yeah, to to go get Grogu. Yeah. And well, so they kick in that that Mandalorian high action um soundtrack at that point, you know, that you know, it's like Right. It, it that's good. That's good music, man. Yeah. So these things just jettison down through the atmosphere, four of them. Uh, they're more robotic than regular stormtroopers. It's kind of like taking those assassin droids from the last episode and giving them a big upgrade. Uh, these, yeah, and making them look more like Darth Vader. Yeah, they look like Vader and a, and a, a touch of Mecha Godzilla. I mean, with the blasters coming out of their feet and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're tough looking, and they don't really do anything in this episode other than you know they fly down there. They they find the 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 child is just waking up from his nap. You know he's he's stretching his little arms and oh what's going on and yep. and then he just gets all snatched. Yeah, they just grab him and float back up. There's no confrontation because the rest of them don't have any jetpacks or anything on them. They can't get up there fast enough. And uh, while Den and and Finnick are climbing the hill, Boba Fett is in the Slave One. And he takes off after him. And he's wanting to see where they're going. And obviously he sees the the Imperial ship and says, they're back. The, em- yeah. the Empire is back. It's like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess they knew that the Empire had a had a remnant of loyalists that were still doing stuff because they've been running into them. But yeah, they're they're back in full force because they, they have a whole brand new shiny ship and some some dark troopers and Yeah. And so, you know, it's time to it's time to call in the cavalry, right? And Boba Fett's ready to blast them out of the sky, too. <laughs> and Den's like, no, 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 don't hurt the child. Just, you know, let, let them go. We'll, we'll figure out something. So Boba Fett comes back down. Then we get the scene where he kind of shows the information that's in his armor of who he is and, you know, who his father was and where this all came about. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, you know, I, I um this just this morning I'm I'm in a, a Facebook page um that's a Mandalorian fan page and one of the people there had had taken a snapshot of that that hologram and interpreted it mm-hmm. and you know it says like you know foundling is the first line and then it you know it gives these names all the way up to Boba Fett at the end and you know it's those kind of details yeah that well it's the details that are obviously appreciated by fans because this guy you know took a snapshot of the screen to do it it's awesome yeah. it's the depth of this whole thing is awesome and you know i may be a casual fan you know and and able to do this but it's because the people who are making the films care about it that, absolutely that make it worth following yeah and another thing i like right here too this this goes back to the creed of the mandalorian too because at this point dan says well I think we're done here. Thanks for your help. I've got to go on and, and do my thing. And Boba Fett's, no, 
we made a pact with you that until this child is delivered safely to where they needs to go, then that's when we'll part ways. That was the deal. So they're still on board for helping him out, which I thought, wow, because you could very easily just say, now I've got my stuff. See ya. I'm outie. Right. And, you know, it, but that's that's the other thing is now that you've reintroduced this villain that we all, you know, we venerate because we grew up with him, you give him some class. Yeah. You know, he, he could have be like, you know, just, just the, the villain that cuts and runs, you know, as soon as they, the back is turned, you know. Yeah. But he's not. Yeah. He's, he's a man of honor. He just also happens to do unsavory things for money. Yeah. And so he, it adds depth to the character. Yeah. So they load up on the slave one, and uh, Den wants to make another visit back and talk to Kara uh, Dune. Yeah, yeah. So, so he talks to Kara, and and you know, I, I, well, you knew she was coming back. Yeah, you knew that he was gonna get, uh, he was gonna get some friends to help him out. So he goes and talks to her, and and he wants her to look up. And I, I, this this kind of caught me off guard. He wanted him to look up uh, Mayfield. Meg's Mayfield yeah. from the uh, <laughs> from the heist episode where they were there the the prisoner, you know, yeah. they're getting um, that guy released from or they're they're. Uh, they're springing that guy from lockup, and uh, he's the the ex uh, imperial sniper who's got the the dumb pistol stuck to his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that thing's just so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the fact that he's wanting to team up with him to be able to infiltrate here and and be able to get the child back, and so obviously that's where we're leading next for the next episodes. But at the very end, we get a shot on Gideon's ship. Which we're already in hyperspace. We're we're moving on at this point. They're they're speeding yeah. off, and Gideon walks into the room where they're keeping Grogu, and Grogu is just slamming these two stormtroopers all over the room. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was nice that you know, he was kind of using the force to choke that one, but it's obvious that he's not killing anybody because right. you know, yeah, it it kind of it kind of would sell him if he was murdering you know. I know we've been murdering stormtroopers this whole time, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's still a kid, and he's just defending himself, and he's knocking him around. Yeah. Um, but and you know, Gideon goes over. But it, it's all on purpose, though, because he knew that if he gets him to use the force, he gets a lot weaker, and he can't. You know, he, it makes him very tired. So he throw the t- stormtroopers in there to get him riled up and make him use the force on him. So those those two guys are expendable just to get him weak. So he could go in and do his business. You think? I think. I mean, you know, at the end they still stun him, but I guess you know it'd be easier to stun him when he's when he's already tired. Yeah. I don't know how stunning technology works in in Star Wars. I don't know why they don't use it all the time because they always hit with stun. Well, yeah. I mean, because it's a <laughs> it's like an Aquaman sonic signal, right? I mean, it's this big open thing that you can shoot in any direction. <laughs> you're going to hit it. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. It's a. Why didn't they just use that uh, when they fought? Right, just stun everybody, then walk up and shoot them close range. And I guess that you know, to to your point, maybe you know Prince's leg gets stunned in that first one, and then that's the only other time I can think of where it's been used in the movies. Or uh, so maybe it is kind of like a well, you know, if you got somebody and they're not all adrenalized during a fight, you know, yeah. you you stun them and it knocks them out. Whereas if if you're in the, the middle of it and you're getting knocked around. You know the stun doesn't do much more than slow you down. Right. I, I don't know. 
I'm not trying to apply too much logic to it because that would be a mistake. Sure. Yeah, you know, but after after slinging the the troopers around and even Gideon tells him, you know, using the force really makes you really sleepy. And then he's like barely setting up. He's using his hand to prop him up, and that's when Gideon pulls out the dark saber and says, "You ever seen one of these?" And yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a crap moment, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's like he's 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 messing with him because he can. Because yeah, I guess Gideon hasn't been a bad enough dude. Right. You have to remind him, you know, just exactly how villainous he is. Right. And then I just wanted to mention the reason I think they're they're getting Megs Mayfield, and he kind of says it, you know, is because he needs somebody who knows the Imperial workings. Yep. And since Megs was an Imperial, mm-hmm. and he isn't part of the new group, he's like, now that they're organized, I need somebody who kind of understands how they work. Right. And uh, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I mean, because he's you know, Grogu is in their hands now, so you've got to infiltrate the system somehow. So yeah, that's your guy, right? And. uh yeah, the whole dark saber thing. Uh, uh, uh. You you can't have this, right. you know. But then uh, they stun him and put Grogu in these little bitty shackles. I'm like, did they just happen to have super miniature shackles? You know. Yeah, yeah. They were from the 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 Jawa enforcement. You know. <laughs> you, you got. I don't know. They're even smaller than Jawa shackles. Yeah, man. They're little. They're super little. I mean, you take. Well, I'm sure they knew that. They knew they were going to get him. They'd had him in captivity before. Yeah, maybe so. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where this thing ends, man. So, it looks like and we're you know, up for a pretty wild ride towards the ends of this season. Yeah, with the um, with the episodes so far, you know, I've been like, yeah, this is a great stopping point. You know, it's all it's kind of calming down. I didn't feel that with this one. Yeah, with this one, I was like. You're, and and I, I think I said it. I was I was watching it with Lois, and I said, "Oh, this is about to end." Like, yeah, I you know I realized that they were that they were bringing it down, but I wasn't ready for it to be done. Yeah, I yeah. you know I, I wanted you know I was like, no, 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 not you know, but I but I knew. Yeah, I can kick and fight, but I can't make it stop. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the next episode doesn't end with some kind of big cliffhanger because of the way this one ended. So you put you yeah. put them in a situation that's you know. Tune in next week to see what happens to Batman. You know that kind of thing, <laughs> right? And you know, I, how many episodes per season is it? Just there should only be a couple left, right? Yeah, I'm sure that they've they've announced how many episodes there will be, and so I'll have to do the math. Yeah. But yeah, so it's good stuff, though. You know, yeah. if you're out there and you haven't seen it, I I'm looking forward to to hearing what you think of it. Yeah. This, All the episodes so far this season have been have been home runs, and and this one is is, I think I said last week the best one so far. I, yeah. I think this one might trump that one. I, I tell you, I mean, even if say that even if the the entire rest of the series was crap, these two episodes right here are are everything we've wanted for a long, long time from a Star Wars show. I agree. It's it's like when uh, people first started making fan, um, fan films about the characters you didn't see much of, and and they would do like this. They'd have them in some kind of a wilderness setting, and they'd be like, "Look, Darth Maul is fighting Boba Fett," you know. And yeah. and I remember watching those and being like, "Oh, this is amazing! I wish this happened in the movies." Well, now 
those people have the resources at their disposal to do whatever they want, and they're the people who are being tapped to make these these shows. It's it's awesome. That's that's what Favreau is seeing, right? Hey, here's what the fans really want. I mean, all you got to do is look look at what they're drawn to. If these short videos and stuff are what everybody's clamoring over, then give it to them. Agreed. Yeah, I love it. I think you'll love it. Um, you know, so until next week, I, I think we've uh, we've talked this one to death <laughs> and uh, I, I can't wait to find out what happens next. And I know you're in the same boat. Yeah. I have spoken. I've never met a real man, Lauren. Heard stories. They're really good at killing. Find Ahsoka Tano. Tell her you were sent by Bo-Katan. This is the way.